Awesome. Guys, I am excited today because, you know, the message is not just a message. The word comes alive. Okay. John 1, 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then later on in the word, it says the word became flesh. The word is not a concept. The word can become alive in your life. As you respond to God's word, you will see it coming alive. Okay. So this week, I'm sure a lot of people responded to God's word and applied God's word in your life. Right. And when you are talking about overflow, you're talking about abundance, you know, it stretches your faith, right? It stretches your mindset. It stretches your capability of what you could naturally do. See, only when, if you want to see supernatural happen, it needs to stretch your natural. It needs to, you know, uh, close down all the doors of natural, then only you will see supernatural opening up, right? So when you have responded to this word of abundance in your life personally, yes, it stretches you, right? And there are times which might cause you to be anxious, which is normal. There are times which might cause you to be stressful, which might cause you to be doubtful, which might cause you to be, you know, even wondering if what you're doing is right. Am I right? Have you felt that this week? Yes, some of you have, right? And it is okay. It's normal. It's absolutely normal. But for that, I want you to take your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. We'll read that entire passage. So this is Jesus. He's saying this, okay? Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? See, Jesus is associating life with food and body with clothing. Why is Jesus associating like that? Is because that's how we see life in our body. We see life with what we eat and we, what we drink. We see body with what we clothe. And Jesus is saying, hey, do not be anxious about your life for what you eat, for what you drink, nor about your body for what you will put on because is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? I want to ask you guys, isn't life more than food? Isn't life more than drinking? Isn't your body more than your clothing? If it is, then why are you anxious? Why are we anxious? See, Jesus wants to redefine what you call life. He wants to completely redefine. See, for us, life is, you know, we are living, I was born in 1988. I live for another whatever years. You know, that's how we see life. But that's not how God sees your life. Remember when Jesus was being tempted with the devil and the devil said something like this, you know, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread do you remember what jesus said he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god i am so excited today that jesus did not say christ shall not live by bread alone but he said man shall not live see we were designed not to live by this food and this drinks that we eat we were designed to live by God's word every day. 
we were designed to live hearing god's voice every day that's how we were designed and that's what jesus is saying hey isn't life more than food isn't body more than clothing see i am not saying that food and clothing is bad okay please understand this but what is jesus trying to address is hey isn't life more than what you see in the physical isn't your life more than what you see through your eyes more than what you can hear more than what you can smell more than what you can touch and you know taste isn't life more than what you call this physical reality isn't life more than that let's read ahead verse 26 look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they think about that who feeds the birds who feeds the birds jesus saying your heavenly father feeds them whose father your think about it whose father feeds them your heavenly father he's saying if you being his child okay if you are his child and he is feeding them then how much more of value you are to him how much more you who is created in the image of god you who reflect his image you whom he calls my children my sons and my daughters how much more of value you are to him yet he feeds the birds they neither sow they neither reap he feeds them how much more of value are you to them and he says your heavenly father feeds them say with me it's my heavenly father that feeds them means definitely i am of more value think about it right let's read ahead verse 27 and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life how many of you can do that by just worrying you know i am worried today why so that i can add one more hour to my life can you do that but somehow it just makes us feel good when we are worried right isn't that right you know why because worry gives you a false sense of responsibility what does worry do gives you a false sense of responsibility when you are worried people think you are responsible man he's so worried man he has so many responsibilities oh i'm sure there's a lot on his uh shoulders and jesus is saying do not be anxious by being anxious can you do can you add anything to your life can you add one more hour to your life being anxious gives you a false sense of satisfaction false sense of righteousness that you have done it you know you are you are concerned about your family see guys when you are anxious don't be anxious about being anxious okay instead when you are anxious see that as a indicator of getting back into god's word are you listening to me when you are anxious don't be like why am i anxious today and then oh why am i anxious about this you know it's like a cyclical thing it's a loop that you know you will never get out of be anxious when you are anxious when you realize that you're anxious you need to see that as an indicator that i need to get back to god's word because man shall not live by bread alone 
but by every word see we are anxious but because we are so attached to this physical reality that's why we are anxious the moment money in the bank account goes down we are like anxious oh how 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 is this going to work or how is this going to work? why because we are so attached to that physical reality time for us to get back to god's word why because man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god that's how you and me are designed not to live our lives being attached to this physical reality that we experience but to live our lives where god's voice where god's word is our source where his word is our source that's why it's so important for you when you come on a sunday to be prepared to receive from this to increase your capacity to receive more so that you can be a blessing more amen are you excited see every time we are anxious about that is because we are attached to the physical reality and when we do that we are only thinking about survival we are only thinking about oh how do i how do i just make it how do i make it today how do i make it this month how do i make it through this year we are only thinking from survival and you know who thinks about survival slaves only slaves think about survival will they make it this year will they make it this day you're not a slave you're a son that's why jesus says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god amen verse 28 come back and why are you anxious about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil they nor spin yet i tell you even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these think about that think about that solomon is the richest person in the whole world you know even now he could be considered the richest person and jesus is saying consider the lilies of the field god clothes them why are you worried about your clothing one day i'll 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 take you to my closet and i'll show show you the clothes that i have i'm never worried about my clothing <laughs> you can absolutely live trusting in god's word absolutely live yeah, jesus is saying why do you worry look at the lilies of the field they do nothing to deserve that but yet god clothes them see we try we try to earn god's favor right we're like god i'll pray for 40 days you know i'll fast i'll do this i'll do that you know then finally i might get some new clothes or i might get some money in my account lilies do nothing they just blossom and yet god clothes them it's so much more glory than solomon what jesus is saying is how much more will he do it for you think about it how much more was 30 but if god but if god so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not more much more clothe you 
oh you of little faith let me read that again but if god so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not much more say with me much more much more clothe you oh you of little faith see if god is so invested into these lilies who are here for such a temporary period of time who are here today and gone tomorrow how much more is he invested in you who is eternal spiritual beings think about that if he is so invested heavily in such you know in such lilies that have just a temporary life span how much more is he invested in you who is created in the image of god who is not just the body but is a spiritual being how much more is he invested in you and he is saying will he not much more clothe you say with me much more see god is not interested in the business of balancing the books i've said this before right you've heard me see we think that in christ god is just balancing what adam has lost so we just got back what adam lost we got that back in christ god is not in the business of balancing the books god is in the business of much more much more whatever adam has lost we have gained so much more in christ see we 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 are not trying to nullify the work of christ the work of christ is much more than what adam did see for us it's so easy to believe that you know when adam sinned all of us became sinners but it's so difficult to believe that when christ died all of us became righteous so difficult for us to believe maybe i need to do something more maybe i need to fast and pray maybe i need to you know go to jerusalem much more much more guys god is in the business of much more and he's saying hey if he clothes the grass of the field which is temporary which has a temporary lifespan how much more is he heavily invested in you who is an eternal spiritual being you're an eternal spiritual being your how do i say you were not really born in 1988 that's for me you were not really born then you were born before the foundations of the earth in the mind of god you are an eternal being just think about how much god is heavily invested in you you know why god wants to bless you do you know why god wants to bless you more than you wanting to be blessed why god wants to bless you is because he is more heavily invested in whatever he has created you have no idea you have no idea see see when god called abraham right he said hey get out of your house get out of all of that right come to a place that i'm showing you abraham you know what with what promise abraham was happy with with one promise abraham was happy which was that i will make you father of many nations and he was like man i'll have a child that's all that he cared for that's all that he cared for but you know what god was seeing god was not just seeing isaac god was seeing the birth of jesus by which the entire nation will be blessed See when God calls you and gives you a promise we are so short sighted and we only see how much God can bless us in this period where God is looking for centuries after centuries how people can be blessed because he is heavily invested in the creation that he created Are you listening to me God has a bigger plan and purpose for you more than you can think of 
and he will empower you with anything that you need for that vision for that purpose where the vision is there will always be provision always amen so god is in the business of much more say with me much more okay he's not just balancing the books okay that's why in the old testament if a you know if a thief stole something he had to give back two times or he had to give back 10 times why because he's in the balance he's in the business of much more much more if you have been cheated if things have been stolen from you praise god be like james he says oh you know what rejoice when you go through suffering why because god is in the business of much more if things have been taken away from you when they are restored it's much more than you have lost much more much more so forget the former things move on be joyful today because god is in the business of much more amen verse 31 therefore do not be anxious saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all say with me my heavenly father knows my every need okay that's why you don't have to seek these things you don't have to pursue these things you don't have to pursue physical the physical reality because your heavenly father knows what you need he knows guys can i tell you something stop praying for what you need seriously stop praying for what you need start being thankful instead start being thankful just be grateful daddy i know that you know it so i know that it will be released you i am taken care of you are mindful of me that's why i will rejoice today i will be thankful today can you do that because that's by being grateful you are declaring your trust in him by being grateful you are telling him hey i believe in you i trust in you i know that you will take care of me then he says in this context he says verse 33 but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you it is in this context jesus is saying hey first don't pursue this physical reality by which you see pursue the spiritual reality that is already in you where is the kingdom where is the kingdom say within me why is the kingdom within you because the king is within you right so jesus is saying hey pursue the kingdom that is within you kingdom you know you can't observe the kingdom the kingdom does not come by observation the kingdom is within us you pursue the spiritual reality that god has blessed you within you and all these things that you need will be added these things were never meant to be pursued guys all these things that we are hoping for that we are praying for that we are you know we are breaking all the walls to just to get this done they are not meant to be pursued they are meant to be added to your life you pursue the kingdom these things will be added to your life pursue the kingdom pursue the spiritual reality that is in you that is in you read with me a passage romans chapter 8 what does it say verse 5 and 6 here we go those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires but those who live in accordance with the spirit 
have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Okay. In short, I'll break this down to you. What it means is your spiritual mind, okay, when your mind is focused on the spiritual things, it will always give you life and peace. When your mind is focused on the physical reality, when your mind is attached to the physical reality, you will always be anxious and it will cause you death. Think about that. When your mind is focused on the spiritual reality that is already within you, your spiritual reality is much bigger than your physical reality. You know that, right? In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, from the invisible came the visible, right? The word created, the word created the visible out of air from the invisible. That's why your spiritual reality, which you don't see is much bigger than your physical reality. When you are so attached to the physical reality, you are being ignorant of the spiritual reality that God has already done, completed, finished, taken care of. Everything is done inside of you. If you are anxious today, it just means that you are unaware of what God has already done in you. You're unaware of that. That's why you're anxious. That's why we become so anxious. Why? Because we get so attached to what we see. Get back to the world. Get back to the world so that your spiritual reality will open up to you. You will have an enlightenment. That's why Paul says in first if. Ephesians 1 verse 15, 16, he says, Oh, Father, I pray that you will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Where do we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation? In our minds, so that our minds will be focused on the spiritual reality that is within us. That is within us. That's why, let's read one more passage. Colossians chapter 3. What does it say? If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where? Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. What is Paul talking about? Paul is saying, hey, set your mind, remove this attachment from the physical reality and set your mind on things that are above. Where? Where Jesus is, where Christ is where Christ is seated at the right hand of God because you are also seated with him at the right hand. Are you listening to me? Why do we close our eyes during prayer? Have you ever asked this question? Why do we close our eyes? We can open our eyes and pray. Of course you can open your eyes and pray. And it's not like, you know, God is like, oh, you didn't close your eyes. That's why I will not answer your prayer. No. Why do we close our eyes? We close our eyes so that we can become more conscious of the spiritual reality. Are you listening to me? Of course, you can be conscious with opening your eyes also, but closing your eyes helps. It just helps. Why do you fast? You fast so that you can tell food that you are not my source. The word of God is my source. Some of you need to fast, really need to fast. I'm telling you, you need a revelation of fasting. So that you can tell food, hey, food, you're not my source. My source is God's word. Man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god i'm telling you guys this is a season where we have to abstain from certain things not because those certain things are bad okay like social media netflix and all of that it's not bad they're legitimately you know they're fine things as long as you do it in control but do you need to abstain from it at certain times just so that you can realign your spiritual reality you can realign your mind with your spiritual reality am i making sense because you know the more engrossed you the more you are engrossed in this for example one saturday morning right from 8 o'clock in the morning the moment you woke up until 2 o'clock in the night you're just watching netflix just think about that you know you will feel dirty even though you do not watch dirty shows how many of you can relate with me even if you didn't watch dirty shows okay you just watched good stuff but you'll still feel incomplete you know why because you're not meant for that you are meant to live by god's word and i'm not saying don't watch movies and don't watch these shows okay i'm just saying you need to know where to draw the balance where to control yourself where to abstain yourself from certain things so that you can always be reminded that your source is are not these things your source is god see that's why guys i'm telling you when you come to church be very serious absolutely serious because you're not coming here to be entertained you're coming here to be fed and if you're coming here to be fed you know your intention of your heart your preparation everything matters your expectation matters so much but if you're coming here to be entertained you'll be like ha huh, let me see what will he say oh this verse oh yeah that verse i know oh this yeah yeah that story yeah you'll be like that you will not receive anything but if you come hungry i'm telling the holy spirit will feed you every time no matter who the preacher is come prepared guys come with an expectant heart let's read the last verse matthew ha huh, matthew 6 was 34 therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble what is jesus saying jesus saying don't be troubled about tomorrow live your today as if tomorrow is taken care of live your today being thankful to god knowing that god will take care of you tomorrow i'm not saying don't plan for tomorrow i'm not saying don't plan for next week next month I'm not saying that but don't be anxious say with me i will not be anxious don't be anxious okay plan for tomorrow as if god has taken care of it live today as if god has taken care of your tomorrow your next month your next year everything that you need you know why because he is your heavenly father you know to everything else he is god but to you he is your father okay so what did you learn guys you know if you are being anxious anxious is an indicator that you are too attached to what you are seeing you're too attached to this physical reality being anxious is an indicator that you need to allow your minds to be aligned with your spiritual reality with what god has already deposited inside of you the kingdom of god is within you why because the king is within you christ is within you 
See, you are sandwiched by the presence of God. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. You are sandwiched by the presence of God that there is no way that you can get out of his presence. That's the gospel, guys. You can be ignorant of his presence. Maximum. That's all that you can be. But in reality, you can never get out of his presence because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. The kingdom is within you. As you're conscious about his presence, you're conscious about this kingdom. My goodness, you can live your life free of anxiety, free of stress. See, stress is not for us, guys. It's not meant for us. Stress was a curse given to Adam, right? When he sinned, it is taken care of in Christ. Stress is not for you. So don't take it as your portion. Don't take it as your sense of responsibility to be stressful. No, please don't. Let tomorrow worry of its own. Live today as if God has taken care of you tomorrow. Because he's your father. He's mindful of you. You know, I, I just want to end, end this with, with a story in the Old Testament. You know, when in Exodus 16, when, you know, the Israelites grumble about food, you know, God gives them manna. Have you heard that story? When God gives them manna, he tells them, you know, do not take more than what you need. Take what you need for today. Don't take for tomorrow. But there were some smart people, you know, like we have in our church also. Right? They would take more. Now, what happened was whoever took more, the next day it started stinking. The next day they were maggots. Right? So what did they had to do? They had to throw. Moses got angry. Right? So they were told not to take more than what they needed today. But on the sixth day, they were said, take more. Why? Because seventh day is their Sabbath, which is a holy day, which they don't work. So they were said, on the sixth day, you take more. What was God teaching you? See, I'm not saying saving is bad. Saving for tomorrow is bad. But you need to know what God is teaching you today. See, God told Israelites to save on the sixth day. But on the other day, he said, don't save. Don't make a pattern out of anything. See what God is telling you right now. Because the goal is that no matter you save or you don't save, okay, God tells you to save or you don't save, you have the money or you don't have the money, you know, you have whatever or you don't have. What matters is God will take care of you tomorrow. He will definitely take care of you tomorrow. Even in your stupidity, he will take care of you tomorrow. That's how graceful God is. Why? Because he's a heavenly father. He's your father. He loves you. He cares for you. You know, my father was never like, you know, when we were growing up, my father was never like, oh, you know what? You were stupid, so I'll not give you food. He was never like that. If my earthly father was not like that, how much more will your heavenly father feed you, clothe you? Do not be anxious about what you eat. Do not be anxious about what you drink or what you wear. Because your heavenly father will feed you. Amen. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry of its own. Hey guys, that's our word that we received before we started building this church. Okay? We started building the church in the new place. That's the word that I received very strongly where God said, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of its own. Just worry about today. No, not even worry. Be concerned about today. And I'm telling you, we lived 
like this one week we lived like that every day's bill we paid every day's bill without knowing what is going to happen tomorrow but tomorrow was always taken care of and i'm telling you our god is faithful it will always be taken care of we'll see amazing miracles happening see guys you know when we read the bible and we see you know the red sea being parted and fire coming down from heaven you know we feel so excited and you know it feels like you know yeah it was yeah god could do that but when it happens in your life can god do that in your life that's the question has god done that in your life then he can do it again because the struggle is yes god has done that 5 years ago god has done that yesterday but can he do it again today of course he can he can think about those people i was thinking today think about those people when the red sea was parted and these people were walking right think about them think about the kind of anxiety they might be going through seeing the water as walls right it could fall on them any time but they just believing what moses said and they just obeying him think about that journey it was not easy guys nothing is easy you're not coming to church to have an easy life okay so don't worry about that let go of easy let go of comfort let go of convenience but yes it's going to be an amazing faith journey why because your god your heavenly father will stand with you amen going to be an amazing journey guys Come on, do you believe that? Come on, once more. Do you believe that? <laughs> awesome, guys! I really believe that you were blessed. Come on, let's pray. Just take a moment. Just pray. Just take a moment. If you are anxious about anything, you know, anxiety is not from God. Just surrender to God. You know, Jesus said, "My yoke is light." my yoke is light cast away all your burdens into jesus come on whatever you're worried about just tell jesus let's begin there just tell jesus jesus i'm worried about this just be honest with him but i want to trust you today i want to give you my burden and my anxiety today come on Thank you Jesus. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you have blessed us with this word for such a time as this. That we thank you for this journey daddy where we're not just listening to concepts or it's just not theoretical but we are seeing word coming alive. We are seeing you coming alive in our lives. We see you for real. Thank you Jesus. that we don't serve a dead god we serve a god who is living who is supernatural and who can do things more than we can think or more than we can imagine father we trust in you we give you all glory in jesus name we pray amen amen amen